Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand for listening. Very happy that you're here yet again with me. So grateful to be sober today. For those of you who are keeping track, which I'm pretty sure zero of you are keeping track, the tea I'm drinking today is a little tea called Harvest. It comes from Trader Joe's and uh, it makes it feel like it's Halloween. Even though it's nowhere near Halloween. So, anyways, that's what I'm drinking today, and uh, thought that share, thought that I would share that with you. Going to read you an email now. It says, "Hello, I love your show. It's very pleasant to listen to, and your thinking resonates with me. I've been sober nine years and counting, and it's cool to know you're still living the program, and it works. And I just want to tell you all, it does work. My experience." Thank you so much. It'd be fun to hear your thoughts and experience with working the six and seven steps in your daily living on the Recovery Radio. Greetings from Norway. Sincerely, Christopher B. Well, I will talk about that today. And uh, there is a reason, actually, that I don't talk about them that much on the show. I don't think I ever have actually talked about them. And it comes from my understanding of them. And, uh, you know, I have to start by saying there's lots of different understandings of these steps and and how to work them. And that's one of the most beautiful things about Alcoholics Anonymous is You know, I would say by far most of the people I know um, don't share the understanding I'm about to share about six and seven, and they're happy, joyous, and free, and it's all fine. So, so for myself, my understanding and the way 
it was explained to me and um, the beliefs I have adopted from my own experience and from my um, perception of the message in the big book is that when you do a thorough fourth and fifth the byproducts byproducts of doing that are really six, seven, and eight sound crazy? I'm going to read to you a couple things and tell you why that's my understanding you don't have to agree on page 70 when we're done doing the inventory it says if we've been thorough about our personal inventory we have written down a lot we have listed and analyzed our resentments we have begun to comprehend their futility and their fatality we have commenced to see their terrible destructiveness we have begun to learn tolerance, patience, and goodwill toward all men, even our enemies, for we look on them as sick people. We have listed the people we have hurt by our conduct and are willing to straighten out the past if we can. Seventy two. Having made our personal inventory, what shall we do about it? We've been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our creator, and to discover the obstacles in our path. We have admitted certain defects and have ascertained in a rough way what the trouble is. We have put our finger on the weak items of our personal inventory. Now these are about to be cast out. And then we read our inventory. Then it says, Are we ready to let God remove from us all the things we have admitted are objectionable? My understanding is everything in our fifth step, our character defects that we just went over. Can you now take them all, every one? If we still cling to something we will not let go, we ask God to help us be willing. When ready, we ask him to remove it. And then, you know, a little further down, let's look at steps eight and nine. We have a list. We have a list of all the persons we have harmed and to whom we are willing to make amends. And uh, I have to say that, that that understanding and that explanation reached me because when I was doing my fourth step, I saw, I started to see, I began to see character defects, shortcomings, things about me that were just totally fucked up that I could not see before. 
and as I started to see that, my compassion for other people expanded. The more I could see it, not looking at it from the lens of self, but the more I could see it, what was wrong with me and the effect I had on other people, the more aware of other people's experience I became and the more compassionate I became and the more inside of me I right then and there I could, for many things I could see it was wrong and I wanted to make it right and I was willing to make it right in a big way in a big way I wasn't excited about making amends I had a lot of amends I faced jail I stole from basically everyone I ever knew. Family members, parents, extended family, um, businesses, workplaces. It wasn't that I was yeah, let's do this. It's going to be awesome. It was, But I, I saw that it was the right thing to make those amends, and I, and I was willing to do it. And my soul wanted to. And this is part one of that. The other part of this is that my understanding of the plot of all this is to get out of self. The big book says, above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of our selfishness. And I'm glad I was taken through the steps the way I was taken through the steps because the plot is for me to start paying attention to someone else. And if I wrote down, um, a lot of the people I know, they write down with their character defect, and then or someone else will write down their character defect for them. And I just have to come out and say, that does not make sense to me. This is searching and fearless on our part, this inventory. I shouldn't be supplied with answers, I don't think, for any of this. Otherwise, what am I doing? That's just how I feel. I'm... I had to do the searching and the digging. And uh, you know, a lot of people I know, they'll, they'll write down their character defects and they'll write down the contrary action. And, and I, can, I can understand how that can help. but it's explained much more simply to me. I'm thinking of you or I'm thinking of me. And the way my brain is wired, if I had all that, my step work wasn't 
fussy. If, if I had a bunch of stuff to write down and look at and think about and anima, analyze, and every time I talk to other people, I would just be thinking about my character defects and what's the right thing to do, and, and should I do the opposite of that? Now, I, I would go crazy. I would go crazy. I went crazy anyways, even without. Even with this simple understanding, I was, you know, I'd go up to a car and drop a key and, oh, is it God's will, you know, that I'm, you know, that I drop the key or, I mean, it was just, oh my God, it was exhausting. It was, it was exhausting. But in short, it's because my experience is that six and seven are really statements more than steps. The other side of this is, you know, if I had someone here who disagreed with me, and for the 50th time, a lot of people do, they would say that that's not thorough. You're just not being thorough. You're skipping, like, big stuff. And to me, the opposite of that is true. To me, um, it's much easier to pay attention, to be present, to get out of self when I'm not mentally plagued with all these things that are wrong with me. I also personally come to believe that I don't think anyone's that complex. We're all basically... All the inventories I've ever done and read all come down to a handful of things. It's not, you know, I know... It's just my opinion. Some people will say I have 140 character defects and somebody told me that I had 140 character defects, that would, I'd be so overwhelmed and consumed with that all day. I would, I, I personally would spin out of control. So, I think to, to me it's just had to be as simple as um, I'm thinking of you or I'm thinking of me. And so I, I don't think about them very often because I ask God to remove them and then I try and get out of self. I do ask God every day to remove my character defects and then I don't think about them. I just concentrate on getting out of self. Am I thinking of you or am I thinking of me? I'm not going to get rid of my character defects. It says that uh, God's going to remove them. I'm not going to remove them. So the action that I take is you know, is the camera inside me pointed at me or is it pointed at you? If I come into a meeting and I'm I think everybody's talking about me or looking at me. The camera's pointed at me. If I go to a big gathering and I'm hang, I have anxiety about it, the camera's pointed at me. If I mean, I could go on and on and on. If I'm afraid, the camera's pointed at me. If I'm resentful, the camera's pointed at me. 
because I'm thinking of me. I am in the foreground of my thoughts. And as long as I'm in the foreground of my thoughts, I'm not going to be comfortable for long, if at all. And if I'm uncomfortable for long enough, and uh, I'll be blocked from a, the sunlight of the spirit for long enough, then the insanity of the first drink will return. And I will decide to drink. But the application of these these principles um, never stops for me. It's changed me. Feels good to not have the camera pointed at me um, all day, every day. Talked about it a lot, but they say the bondage itself, they don't say, you know, the bubble bath of self. I mean, it's being in self is not comfortable. And I guess in a nutshell, to summarize what I'm trying to say, for me to spend more time on six and seven is for me to spend more time in self. That's what I'm getting at for me. My understanding of the steps and the plot falls that way. And uh, that's why I do the third step prayer. I do the seven step prayer. I ask for knowledge of his will, the power to carry that out. Ask what I could do for the person who's still sick. I kind of meditate on the 11 step prayer throughout the day. And uh, that's kind of it. So if you feel very differently about all that, awesome. That's my experience. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm dying to tell you about something that I am about to publish. But I'm not going to tell you right now. Why? Because I'm an alcoholic. And alcoholics just are like that. We're just like that. Just kidding. Because I want to let the excitement build. It's exciting. I think you're going to love it. I'm really fired up about it. It will be very soon. In the next couple weeks. At the most, I think. Coming up soon. I'm not going to say anything else. That's my alcoholic thinking. Just kidding. Again. Now I'm all wired because I guzzled my tea. Why? Because I'm alcoholic. Just kidding. All right. As soon as I become incredibly unfunny, it is time to go. That's it. Out of here. I'm going to leave now. I'll be back soon, I promise. Please, feel free to write to me. And uh, thank you for listening. Please share it with people if it's helping you in any way. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day or night. You can do it. It's possible. We can do it. 
I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. I hope you do the same. Good night.